right. Kick it, DC. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1193, November 16th, 2023. 68 degrees on this day in 1931 and again in 1953. Two below in 1933. And on this day. Today is November 16th. In 1909, 10 inches of snow. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Is this the day that the Liz Collin film Fall of Minneapolis comes out? This morning, yes. November 16th? All right, I'm getting emails uh, asking us to review the film. I don't know that that's necessary. It's the Fall of Minneapolis, and it's now available today. I didn't have time to watch it this morning, but I plan on doing it later today. And uh, I learned from Paul Novotny. He said he watched the town council meeting last night. From his garage. Oh, cool. There was a Zoom uh, capability, I take it. Or not a Zoom, what do you call it? Streaming. Streaming option. And and, uh, a a number of people apparently took advantage of that. It was a very fun meeting. It was an actual town council meeting with the councilman present, except for one who insists that he uh, wishes to be an alderman. Yeah, that sounds (laughs) That just sounds more attractive to me. Um, if I'm going to be doing politics. It was a fun e- Who decided it was a fun evening? Who, who I, made I that decided. decision? <laughs> All right. I okay. have to say, too, Tattersall is awesome. That place is building. so freaking cool. Yeah. It's an old Costco. Did you it guys? Is? Yes. D- yeah, I, I, I thought, thought we learned that the first it. time, right? Didn't, didn't? Yeah. No, they didn't build that. Well, they modified it beautifully. I have a great picture. Where the hell is my phone? It's in um, the other room. I have a great picture because I went in through a side door. Oh, so did I from the alley there. Did you see the barrel room? Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. not the coolest thing of all yeah. time? Very it's cool. All full of barrels of whiskey and full stuff. Of, full of alcohol. Oh full of God. fun is what it's full of. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys also know they served pretzels last night? Mini? Mini pretzels? Mint mustard. I uh, maybe woofed down about a dozen. Yeah. I, yeah. How well, that's doing? embarrassing because those were very large. Uh, were you uh, smoking crack before yeah, the show? Yeah, what was the deal there? Reavers? I was a little excited. Okay. I switched because Joe has, has shamed me from drinking Monster Energy. So I stopped kind of drinking Monster Energy and I switched to Celsius. That's just full of caffeine. And the problem is I had two of them. Oh well, you God. jackass, it's like switching from whiskey to vodka. It, it's They do the same thing. <laughs> they get you to the same spot, you dummy. I will say I took full advantage of the 10% discount in the... Uh, yeah, you did. I, I saw brought, you leaving. I brought three <laughs> bottles. I bought sour, cherry, and an orange liqueur to make my wife a drink. And then I uh, bought 130 proof whatever. What? That's sipping stuff. That's not, you're watching Monday Night Football. That's like Thanksgiving to Christmas Eve. Who sips? Not me. <laughs> glug, glug. Who sips? The state of New York has sued Pepsi. Pepsi-Cola. Yeah. Oh. Is that InBev or PepsiCo? PepsiCo. Okay. In an effort... To hold the soda and snack food oh, no. giant 
No. Responsible no. for litter. Oh, for litter? <laughs> I thought it was going to be obesity. I thought, didn't we already yep. fight the big pot fight? For litter. Uh, there's no end to the irresponsibility that the left will not forgive. Yeah. There's just no end to it. Why should it be Pepsi's problem if if you throw the uh, can uh, on the beach? If that's, you're so disengaged, your if you're so disengaged with your life, Letitia James is the New York State Attorney General. She accuses the company and its Frito Lay subsidiaries of creating a public nuisance. Oh. By making such a huge number of plastic bottles and wrappers, some of which inevitably fall or blow into the Buffalo River. Uh, so by making so much plastic, she argues, the company is hurting the environment. Maybe we're supposed to go up to a, maybe a Pepsi truck should drive through the neighborhood and you go up and just cup your hands to the spigot. What, how else are you supposed to get this stuff? I also had another great uh, idea from an emailer. Wouldn't it be great if all of these uh, uh, cities in the country closest to the tallest buildings could invite a communist leader to visit? That would be a guaranteed way to get the city cleaned up. Million dollar idea. Huh? Million dollar idea. <laughs> No company is too big to ensure that their products do not damage our environment and public health. All New Yorkers have a basic right to clean water. Yet Pepsi Company's irresponsible packaging. So the, the packaging is irresponsible, oh. not the discarder of the can. Oh. Well, that makes total sense then. It's the car's fault that the car got broken into. And well, you're right. It's We're seeing it. There is no amount of irresponsibility that the left will not forgive. <laughs> it's, I don't want to be this way today. Yeah, I don't want to be a fun day. I don't want to be <laughs> so unhappy. I got great numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm giving to the max. I'm happy. I'm trying to give to the max, and nobody will help me because I don't know what the <laughs> hell the address is. It looks like a whole bunch of other people have. I just saw a really nice number. I want to donate to Play for Patrick. Yep. I brought the here. Look I what see I the brought. I didn't even know what that I was. I brought it with me. I didn't know people have checkbooks anymore. <sighs> She won the seat in 2018, the first African-American and first woman to be elected to that position in New York State. Mm -hmm. Pepsi's marketing endangers Buffalo's water supply, environment, and public health, Letitia James said. And then this forces Pepsi into having to make a statement because no one will say, go bleep yourself. They can't afford to. They're facing now a lawsuit. So they say, well, we're serious about plastic reduction and effective recycling. Okay. I, I believe that they are. Uh, what, what could they do? Uh, what, is, there, is there a biodegradable plastic on the horizon? It's got to hold, the, must gotta hold you, the liquid. Must you drink the Pepsi by a certain date lest the bottle dissolve? <laughs> uh, well, Pepsi's headquartered in New York. Yep. 
It produces and packages 85 different beverage brands, including Gatorade and Pepsi, and at least 25 snack food (laughs) brands Mm -hmm. that mostly come in plastic containers meant to be thrown away or recycled. Well... Letitia, what responsible do uh, responsible people do is that they they finish the uh, bag of Doritos or whatever the hell you are suing, mm-hmm. and then they uh, they take care of the bag. They don't throw it out onto the street. Throw it. That's what I do. They don't throw it. Right. And and I might add, by the way, because um, I worked for Pepsi in a previous life, there is no bigger image conscious company. Working on things like, you know, green living and, and recycling and things like that than that brand. All companies have been forced into a consciousness of their imagery, which is a good thing. It's a, there's nothing wrong with that. But they're constantly having to jump through the new hoops that get yep. put in front of them. Yep. And I don't know how they keep, well, let's go to car manufacturers. They not only are conscious of their image, they've been bending over backwards to accommodate the president's vision of an all-electric car fleet, only to discover they can't afford it. And they'll really run into trouble with this new agreement they signed with the UAW, which is paying a fortune to assembly line workers to make electric cars that the manufacturers are losing their shirt on. Does not uh, equate compute. It just, I just don't like the way the country's going. When you see this story, too, as it appears Which online. Which story, Chris? The Pepsi one. Uh-huh. It, it's almost as if the Babylon Bee and the Onion are now writing the news. That's what this right. is straight out yeah. of. This seems like an Onion story full You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what this feels Whatever like. Whatever happened to the Onion? They're still around. They're oh. still around. Yeah. I don't know that they have a publication. I think it's just strictly online now, though, right, Johnny? I haven't seen I, an Onion I think newspaper. So, yeah. In, in, I, I see them on Twitter all the time still. Yeah. But, uh, so what I'm reading here, they 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 sifted the water, the Buffalo River, and they found that PepsiCo is the single largest identifiable contributor to the plastic waste. You know what the so response is in the the, pa- the yeah Pepsi name is on more trash than any other um, name. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, you know what the response must be in the Coca Cola boardroom. Well, they're coming for us next. What? No. Why in the hell are we not selling Why? Coke and yeah. Buffalo? Oh, good what point. What the hell is going exactly. on? Yep. Why are we getting our budget? Hey, who's in charge Pepsi? of Ward right. 6 in the yeah. Western hey, New York? Who's the Buffalo Region Regional Sales Manager? Get him in here. I want to see his numbers. <laughs> Isn't it? It's just That's amazing. a great point. <laughs> just amazing. Latricia, Leticia. James, she's the one suing Trump. Isn't I she? was just about she to is, say that. Yeah. yeah, they went around she and is. around. Yeah. Kind of makes you side with Trump. <laughs> well, especially when she was, especially when she was posing for the cameras in the courtroom, that was a bit much. So, do you think this suit has any legs? I mean, obviously, it should be tossed out. But do you think? Well, do you think it'll again, be? Great point. Are we going to be saved by the law? Are we go? Is America going to be saved by a judge? Because more and more often we have to be turning to judges in the judicial system, which is failing us miserably when it comes to criminal activity. But we have to come to believe that judges would will say uh, the the judges are the ones who uh, euphemistically have to say to these people, "Go bleep yourself." You're saying that New York might have some bigger issues. Well, of course it does. Than Pepsi. And 
the answer to uh, pollution is to be responsible with the product. It's not Pepsi's fault. What they, right. Is Pepsi supposed to come to your house? Nope. They don't have that manpower. They don't have that responsibility. It's just, it's almost a Kurt Vonnegut short story. <laughs> that that he, I can see him advocating that that that, uh, that uh, people assigned by Pepsi would go to your house and make sure you you don't throw the bottle out in the street. The problem here is, is the single use plastic that everybody uses. They didn't have this problem when it was glass bottles. The glass either got recycled or you turned them in, you got your deposit back, and. They washed those bottles out and rebottled, you know, used them again. I'm an ardent recycler, probably far more so than any euphorian. You were ahead of the game. You were doing it before. I, it was... I am a <clears throat> I am a devoted recycler. Mm-hmm. I've even wanted to. I don't know if I should admit this because I'm sure it would result in some ridicule from my staff. Most likely, I would just as an experiment one week. I'd like to see if I could, uh, how much waste I could reduce. I mean, I'm pretty conscious now, but I mean, you know, stuff, stuff will escape me and get thrown into the garbage can. I'm wondering how much of that I could could reclaim and uh, either... Oh, my God, you're going to dig through the trash? No, no, you would do <laughs> it as you go. I love when I'm mining. Yeah. The miners. I'm are not going to do it, by the way, because I okay. feel I'm conscientious enough. But I'm an ardent recycler. Do you I get the big in bin in the garage, the big recycling bin, or do you get the little tote? All recycling bins are the same size, Chris. No, the trash bins are different. Remember, sizes. he's in St. Paul, so it's all very uniform. The trash bins are different sizes, and I have the extra large. Chris, the world goes as St. Paul goes. That's right. I forgot, Kenny. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that we reminder. We have the blue bin on wheels, and everyone Therefore, has the same size one. Therefore, that's they, what I have, and you have, that's and John what has. So, uh, me and that's Fargo the only kind that exists, Kenny. Seattle, Listen, I have, to, I have to back up Joe here. I because would wish somebody here, would once in a while. I was always filling my recycling bin, so I called and said, could I get a bigger recycling bin? And the folks up here said, we only have one size recycling bin, but we'll be happy to give you another one for nothing ah. to use. Is so that the one Joe's, you fell into? Uh, no, that was that was the yard waste. <laughs> that was the yard waste, yeah. When I was for raking the lawn. saw his feet sticking out right. of it. Yeah. Help! Help! <laughs> I've fallen into the trash bin. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Keith Ellison gets wind of this and oh, probably God. thinks it's a great idea. What about the people cleaning up after themselves? Clean up your side of the street, as we say. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Personal responsibility. Glass is more expensive than plastic. The process for producing glass bottles is more expensive. Glass requires more energy than plastic. Glass is many times heavier than plastic. The cycle time to produce a glass bottle is longer, and plastic bottles do not break, so there is less scrap. I'm trying to get to the bottom why everybody switched to plastic. I think that's the answer right mm-hmm. there. Well, in the private sector, uh, the answer to your question would be, what is the most cost efficient? Right. How can we make the most money selling a bottle of Pepsi? So yeah. They can make more money packaging it in a plastic bottle than they can in a glass bottle. That's right. right. So uh, where the future lawsuits go uh, might be, I, I don't know, maybe they'll forbid 
packaging Pepsi in a plastic bottle and a bottle of Pepsi. What's in the Coke machine out here? What's a pop cost you? Buck fifty, I think. I have no idea. Well, maybe that'll be four fifty two years from now. Right. Maybe that'll be four dollars and fifty cents because you're only going to be able to get it in a glass bottle because attorney generals around the country believe they're saving the environment. Here's what's going to happen: cities like Minneapolis that have outlawed the plastic bag, the menthol cigarette, the flavored cigars, they're just going to take it upon themselves to outlaw plastic bottles. They'll go right for the manufacturer, and they'll go right to hurting consumers like they have, you know, every other time in the past five years. How do they know? Uh, I had uh, right away looked up to see how long plastic bottles take to decompose. Mm -hmm. And every it seems universal, 450 years is the number. How, how did they come up with that number? Because we didn't have plastic 450 years ago, did we? That's a good point, John. Do they just you know, think scientifically somehow? You know what? Uh, you know what speeds that? that process up, gentlemen? Burning barrel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go for it. Do you have a separate that. one for your tires and your plastics, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> My burning barrel's so big you can actually get tires in it. The kids I used to have, I'm sure, like most kids had to go through that period in grade school where they had to produce oh, a yeah. science project yep. and sure. bring it to school, and I always told them. Get a hamburger from McDonald's, save the wrapper, <laughs> and nail it to a tree outside and just see how long it stays there. What the hell kind of experiment is that? It stayed 10 minutes it, until the squirrels got it. The squirrel the, came it along. It the yeah. hell out of what a lot of those kids were showing up with. No, the lava well, what was deal? Your, Come on. What my was point, your goal? My, my, well, the goal being to show how long it takes for something like that to be to disappear. Actually, it would have been better to do it with the actual McDonald's hamburger. Because they apparently last forever. But you can't bring the tree with you to school. No, you take pictures and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> it beats blowing a cigarette into a cotton ball. They all, everybody pulled that one off, you know. At the, uh, some 12-year-old at the science fair. This is what my dad told me to do. <laughs> I'm not allowed to use this person's name. I just got, re but I recognize it. This is, this is all real. I just got reported to HR. Our society is failing. I cannot stress enough. Do not use my name. Last week, I got a call from Human Resources. On a call many weeks ago, someone used the term guys and then did a ridiculous backtrack. I mean guys and gals, further digging their politically incorrect hole. This led to a discussion of using y'all or all y'all instead. At the end, I quoted my father-in-law who said, I don't care what you call me, but don't call me late for dinner. Some millennial was apparently triggered by this and called HR. Wow. I was insensitive to him. And then parenthetically, they don't, they, not really sure. So I got the call from HR. Luckily, HR felt that having the conversation with me was enough punishment, but I suspect that the next time I make such an incredibly insensitive statement, I will have to undergo sensitivity training. Our dumpster, is, our country is a dumpster fire, a real dumpster fire. And, uh, I wonder what would happen if the HR person would have said, go bleep yourself, kid. 
No. Well, they no, can't. No. What yeah, would have happened if the employee said to the HR person, well, go bleep yourself? Uh, well, that would be my reaction, and I'd be out of a job. But right. it sounded like HR was just going through the motions. Right. They yeah. called him in. Right. You know, and if I would have been the HR guy, I would have said, hey, how you doing? Have a seat there. Just sit there for three minutes, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'd come back out in three minutes and go, all right, see, see you later, later, dude. Yeah, everything's, everything's awesome. And don't everything's think awesome. I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's awesome. Don't bother, never mind why you're here. It doesn't matter. It's the contest that never ends and probably gets crazier every year. It's the Golden Turkey Award as it is celebrated by the Center of the American Experiment. The finalists are in. You can now go to uh, centerofthamericanexperiment.org slash golden turkey and vote for your choice, the winner of this year's Golden Turkey Award for Ridiculous Minnesota Government Spending will be awarded or announced on this show next Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. The... uh, the four nominees for this year are the $500 million office building, about which we'll say more in a moment. The Republicans are looking at that as a campaign issue. I think they should. The Flying Squirrel Study, the uh, $195 million boondoggle for Northern Lights Express, uh, $12 million for the governor's money pit mansion on Summit Avenue. Uh, the list is endless. How they got to four is an amazing uh Event And I have a new one coming up for you uh, shortly today that might as well have been added to this list if it gets passed. Go to centerofthamericanexperiment.org slash golden turkey. Golden turkey is one word and vote for your choice. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Pretty much anything you need related to auto care can be had at Schoonover, uh, Schoonover's up in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. That's Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Thursday, positive Thursday, always brought to us by Schoonover's. Mike Schoonover, not with us today. He was with us last night over in Wisconsin. Um, but, gentlemen, let's talk about... Play for Patrick, um, which is the Schoonovers. I brought my checkbook. Charity. But I have no mailing address. <laughs> I guess I'll have to do it electronically. <sighs> How much have we raised so far, guys? 3000 something? We are over. at 31, over $3,100 as we speak. That update came about an hour ago. And we're talking about the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation, Play for Patrick. Um, and they conduct... 
heart screens for participants, kids 14 to 24 throughout the state, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, all over, regardless of race, gender, income, demographics. They do these youth heart screens so they can find uh, defects. They do height, weight, blood pressure, EKG, echocardiograms, and clinical consultation. Additionally, CPR. They teach CPR and the use of AED. It's very effective training, but here's the deal. Um, I mean, this is a tragic story. The Schoonovers lost their son, Patrick, age 14. He's wheeling down the ice at a game. He goes down, never gets up again. Um, so that's the whole goal of this is to find these heart defects and these problems in kids before they become an issue so you can handle them so these kids and young adults will live long, full lives. I know it's a tearjerker, but I've said it before, and I truly believe it. Um, we shouldn't outlive our kids. Uh, grandparents, that shouldn't be something that happens. And the Play for Patrick Foundation um, assists in the goal of that never happening. And I know we've raised uh, 3,000 something. There are many think, charities that make a great deal of sense, and this is one of them. I think we can get that up to 5,000 by the end of the day. I know you GLers have been very generous. And I've seen some of the dollar figures that you guys have been doing, and I really appreciate it. And I'm going to ask for more, um, at least through the end of the day. Uh, take your time. Take some time. Go to either garagelogic.com or playforpatrick.org and find the tab where you can donate. Everything helps. Five bucks, 50 bucks, 500. Do what you can. We really appreciate it. You know, I like to keep the... Uh, I, I like to keep the staff happy once yeah. in a while, you know, for height. It might be talking about something in music or for Rook, it's food, uh, Reavers, it's baseball. And here's one for Kenny. This is going to make Kenny very happy. That's a great email from Marshall Fitch who writes, I've heard the argument between you and Kenny more than once about whether it's pronounced creek or crick. (laughs) Well, here's the answer from the great author Patrick F. McManus. My hero. In his literary masterpiece, A Fine and Pleasant Misery. Yes, I've read it a million times. First of all, a creek has none of the raucous, vulgar, freewheeling character of a crick. If they were people, creeks would wear tuxedos and amuse themselves with the ballet, opera, and witty conversation. (laughs) Cricks would go down in their undershirts and amuse themselves with the Saturday night fights, taverns, and humorous belching. Creeks would perspire and cricks sweat. Creeks would smoke pipes. Cricks chew and spit. Creeks tend to be pristine. They meander regally through high mountain meadows, cascade down dainty waterfalls, pause in placid pools, ripple over beds of gleaming gravel and polished rock. They sparkle in the sunlight. Deer and poets sip from creeks, and images of eagles wheel upon the surface of their mirrored depths. Cricks, on the other hand, shuffle through cow pastures, slog through beaver dams, <laughs> gurgle through culverts, ooze through barnyards, sprawl under sagging bridges, and when not otherwise occupied, thrash fitfully on their beds of quicksand and clay. 
Kyle should perhaps be credited with giving Cricks their most pronounced characteristic. In deference <laughs> the to the young and the few ladies left in the world whose sensitivities might be offended, I forego a detailed description of this characteristic. Thank Let me you. say only that to a cow, the whole universe is a bathroom, and it makes no and it makes no exception for Cricks. A single cow equipped with only determination and fairly good aim can, in a matter of hours, transform a perfect good creek into a crick. <laughs> Hopefully this settles the debate of how the word is pronounced. I submit to the author Patrick F. McManus I will no longer correct Kenny when he uses the word <laughs> crick. I was about 13 when I had my first heart attack in study hall from reading one of Patrick McManus's books. My chest hurt, my head hurt, I was sobbing, and I actually got kicked out of study hall because I couldn't stop laughing and crying at Patrick McManus. I am ashamed to say I don't know of him. He's so absurd, and uh, he writes about... He writes about his life growing up in the outdoors and virtually everything he does goes wrong at an epic level. <laughs> and they're just hillbilly, backwoods, rednecks. He w wrote for magazines like Outdoor Life and Field and Stream. Well, he's a he was a great writer. Yeah, he's a humorist. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you hear Crick. Yeah. That's right. That's, 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 that's when you hear creak. You don't hear anything. You hear you hear Vivaldi. You hear opera. All right. I was saying before. I have another example. Hey, by of, the way, uh, the science projects. Yes. Um, how about bio manipulation of stormwater ponds? Well, you you had help though. Yeah, we did. You had that the was lake Matthew detective. and Gabe did the effect of fish. Well, I, they both should have gotten A pluses. They both went to regionals and state. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and for those of you that aren't the girls? on the Garage Logic Town Council, what Rookie's describing is something we discussed on break. <laughs> oh, <laughs> off the air. Oh, that was. Yeah. God, I hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, DFLers have a new plan. Thank you for reminding me. The, this is uh, disheartening. And uh, the next legislative session doesn't begin for another three months, but a duo of DFL legislators who represent swing districts up for re-election in 2024 and 2026 are getting a hard a head start on a bill they plan to push early next year that would provide significant child care subsidies for Minnesota families above the median household income. Representative Carly Katsia-Withhune of Eden Prairie and Senator Grant Hawshild of Hermantown are calling their bill to be the Great Start Affordability Program. Oh, boy. And they say it would aim to subsidize the cost of daycare and preschool for families who are above the income threshold to qualify for state-funded early learning scholarships. Katya's, Kat, K-O-T-Y-Z-A, Katya, Kat, Katya-Withun and Hosh Hild said in a hearing at the state capitol on Monday, because these phonies are working year-round. I mean, they got to go down there and get their per diem. So... They said Monday their goal for such a program is to shore up enough state funding 
to bring the child care costs down for the Minnesota families to just 7% of their monthly income because apparently that's become the government's obligation. Mm -hmm. That would mean a family that makes a hundred grand annually and has two kids under five would see just $134 a week come out of their pocket to pay for child care. The rest would come from the state, oh, well, meaning you and me. Right. right now, that same family likely pays anywhere between 500 and 700 per week for full-time child care for two kids under five. According to the Economic <coughs> Policy Institute's analysis of child care costs in Minnesota, on Monday, the House... Children and Families Finance and Policy Committee held an informational hearing, which is not yet in bill form because the legislature will not be in session until Feb 12. The hearing comes just six months after Governor Walls signed a tax bill that provides child care tax credits for families that is means-tested. But that hasn't stopped Katia Dash Withoon and Hawshild from gathering support of their legislative initiative to testify about what they believe is a growing and unsustainable gap in child care affordability for the middle class. <sighs> then what would not be... Uh, what would, if sustainability is going to be your your litmus test, then are you going to aid in mortgage payments, where do car you draw payments? The, where do you draw the line? Right. Uh, are you going to aid in? Uh, well, don't give them ideas. Appliance costs, uh, your heating bill. Uh, what if sustainability? you believe is your problem, the government's problem, then what would you not put your mitts on? Is this a keeping up with the Joneses type thing? What obligation does the government have no, to... No, it's, 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 this is definitely a crick of the mystery, sometimes creek. It's a okay. tributary of the mystery that... If the government can control all money, they can control all actions of life. And if 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 this is true, well, here here you're making a hundred grand a year, and under their plan, they'd only pay 134 bucks a week out of their own pockets for childcare. But five to seven hundred dollars would have to come from the pool of money that would have to come from tax increases. What we are discussing today is actively in the works. In the lead-up to the session, Katia Dash Withoon said Monday, as testifiers and advocates have mentioned earlier, we are seeing this tremendous gap in support for more than 75% of Minnesota families, those who earn more than 60 grand a year. And we know that these families continue to struggle with the costs of early care and learning. Isn't it all relative 
Doesn't a billionaire struggle in trying to get to Mars? Right, it's all... I'm not being facetious. Everything's relative. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those families or women is Brittany Canas, a healthcare supply chain manager who lives in Mount Iron with her husband and three-year-old daughter. She testified in support of the Great Start Affordability Program at the Capitol on Monday. Canassa's husband is a minor on the range. She drives her only child 15 minutes each morning to Iron Range Tykes Learning Center and says her family of three can barely afford the five-day-a-week preschool program. They make too much money to qualify for the state's current early learning scholarship program. She says if they could pay a few thousand dollars less for child care, we would then be able to take our daughter to the zoo, go see a movie, and even plan a fun road trip because we would be we would be able to because we would be able to without the stress on how much that would cost no, us. No, the ECFE classes are scaled. If you can't afford it, you go for free. If you're above their line, my wife had to pay the maximum well, for each what, child. That's what they're arguing about. That's but that's that's not right. It, then you're spending your money poorly elsewhere. Well, Matt, uh, okay. Unless something is done to lower the cost of child care, she, uh, Brittany, from the Iron Range, uh, she will remain our only child, Kanas said. So, so this is affecting whether they want to have more children. Okay. Or we pay more monthly for child care than we do our mortgage. And there is no way we can double that and still afford to live. Hoshild, a first-term state senator with two young children, who says he will sponsor the bill that doesn't yet have an estimated cost or funding source. Oh, that doesn't matter. Says he, too, has had the same conversations with his wife, who was employed as a nurse. Families like mine have considered having a third child, and I talk about it openly. We have decided not to do that at this time because of child care costs, Hawshild said. Well, we did a lot for child care this last session, especially as it relates to st- uh, stability for families most in need. We need to up that. We need to support middle-class families who are struggling to make ends meet. Excuse me. Republican legislators who sit on the committee were skeptical the program will solve a larger problem they say stems from over-regulation of in-term, in, in-home child care providers. You Republican legislators, if you have any hope at all to achieve anything, you're really going to have to get sincere and hardworking about this. You're going to have to get clever. You're going to have to come up with irrefutable arguments why this is preposterous. One of them would be, well, look, Hosh Hild or whatever your name is, the senator. Uh, if if middle class families are now most struggling to make ends meet, doesn't it stand to reason that if you support them, they then up the level at which they'll be struggling to make ends meet? In other words, you're going to you're going to supplement their income. Uh, they will grow into that, and then suddenly their income won't be enough for the lifestyle they want to lead. Well, and that's, Are you going to accommodate it then? That's what I was going to bring up, because having just ended my commitment to child daycare and getting, getting a raise a couple of years ago, 
This is straight out of the, well, we're going to help fight inflation by adding another government program. This is insanity. And I, and I get it. People are, are facing tough decisions right now on, okay, does mom stay home? Does mom continue to work? Does dad work a night job so he can stay at home with the kids during the day? I get it. But this is this The Republicans is are saying the right thing. Will they be able to accomplish anything? I just don't want to see us have the government continue to take over family daycare centers, centers said Representative Brian Daniels of Faribault, who serves as the Republican lead on the House Children and Families Finance and Policy Committee, and said his wife quit her job as a paraprofessional to start her in-home daycare when their now grown children were young. Another member of the committee, Representative Walter Hudson, we know of him, Republican Albert Lewis. Question the oversight ability and taxpayer price tag. The idea or the essence from best I can tell is that the bill sponsors just want to pay for everybody's child care, Hudson said. Well, Walter, are you going to follow up? Can you win? No, Walter's been all over this. Right, but yeah. can the Republicans win this? Probably not because they're just simply outnumbered, right? Uh, those families who are in that gap between qualifying for child care assistance and not being able to afford market rate costs say this program could be a lifeline. Well, I think we all could come up with a program that would be a lifeline for us, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all could. Sure. Daniel Rogie of Edina earned sixty-three grand a year as a single parent of two boys under age five. Oof. He's wow. recently divorced and told the committee considering expanding subsidies to families like his that their mother doesn't help co-parent. He spends between six and $700 a week on child care. Wow. Well, I think, Rogi, God bless you, you have a problem with your ex. Uh, uh-huh. She should be pitching in. And, and why she isn't is not my problem. That's not an answer, Joe. It's my answer to him. Well, that's the problem. If the Republicans do win, they're going to come off like that. Okay, like that's they what don't I'm saying. How damn. are they going to come off more cleverly? Well, what well, would your answer be to Daniel Rogan? Joe, I've got, why do you think I'm sitting here silent? I'm stunned. I don't, I don't have an answer. I don't know what to say. I recognize the problem. Because doesn't this just have corruption and fraud written all over it again? Well, I don't, I, all I know is I'm thinking back in, the reason we were so broke when he was that age was um, it was child care and it's health insurance. Yep. Health insurance, far worse and more painful than child care. But child care was number two on the list. Yep. Rogie said his testimony of the committee is his personal plea to the state to please consider reform to this antiquated, outdated and biased system for approval for state funded programs. Okay. Uh, where does this end? Yeah. And what we're seeing is it's not ending. Uh, if if uh, Hawshild and Katia Dash Withoon have their way and succeed, it'll be another program next year. It's unfair that a couple making a hundred and fifty grand a year with two kids have a mortgage that exceeds three thousand dollars a month. Therefore, the taxpayer should contribute to their mortgage payments. Where do you want to end this? Right. I want to end it now. I don't even want to start it. Well, it's about, I think, the point I'm getting from you, it's about responsible budgeting. And you're right. 
I don't like your analogy about the guy putting a spacecraft to Mars or whatever you well, said. The point is, Kenny, everybody has difficulties. If you're a billionaire, you buy a big yacht, you're right, going to have a but, plane, you're going to have a... But that he's not experiencing the suffering that these people right. are experiencing. Okay, know. Mr. Mansplainer, I get it that a billionaire is not suffering. You missed the point. The point is you no. as a legislator can look at everybody in the state and everybody in the state can come up with a problem. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. I, yeah. You're, you're right. damn right I'm not. I think you guys are holding hands <laughs> I didn't know you were going to wow. be this good today, Joe. <laughs> Well, everybody can come up with a problem. I think I'm going to start saying that, Joe, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm wrong in this. I didn't mean to imply that billionaires are are trouble, don't have trouble. What did I mean to imply? Not sure. I meant to imply that a single dad with two kids is going to get a very small violin for a billionaire who has a problem. Right? So, but the point is that everyone can have a problem. So, what's the answer then? Uh, I would well. The answer is so far escaped from the barn that I don't know how ever we get back to leading American lives of personal responsibility. For God's sakes, it's not your fault in New York now if they win. If you throw a Pepsi bottle on the beach. I mean, where do you want to end this? Right. And the cost of living is just, it's just outrageous. And you you Democratic legislators, you've got your boy in the White House uh, supposedly trying to get inflation under control with a variety of programs. It hasn't worked. Why don't you go after him? Well, he's in San Francisco listening to his boss. Hawshild and Katya Dash Withoon are working on the middle class child care subsidies proposal as legislators who represent constituencies that elected them by razor, th- razor thin margins in recent years. I'm having a thought. In 2018, Katya Dash Withoon unseated incumbent Jennifer Loon <laughs> by more than just 200 votes in a West Metro suburban district. Although Katia Dash Withoon significantly expanded on that margin in 2020 and 2022. In 2022, Hosh, Hoshild won this, his Senate race for an open seat vacated by retiring Tom Bach by just more than 700 votes. He isn't up for re-election until 2026, but voted in locks, near lockstep with Democrats in the Senate during the 2023 session. Uh, well, to be cynical, then, you could argue that Katia Dash Withoon is dreaming this up to appease a constituency that voted her in by a thin margin. So is that what you would do, lady, to win a seat in the legislature? You'd come up with another plan to rob the taxpayers so you get a gig? That doesn't work. Uh, uh, I think you just hit it out of the park, my friend. That's exactly what's happening here. This has nothing to do with kids starving or parents not. This You're right, Joe. Just erase all the drama and emotion out of everything you've said in the last 20 minutes. You just hit it on the head. And That's you're a legislator why in, where did I say? Eden Prairie. Has nothing to do with the middle class, divorced parents, kids, the cost of anything. 
This is all about votes. What can I do to win again in Eden Prairie? Let's see. Yes. Let's see. Eden Prairie is a fairly successful suburb, uh, growing, uh, financially healthy. But you know, there's a lot of people in Eden Prairie, I bet, making 120 grand a year, 100 grand a year. Let's find an emotional issue. Would really, really like me to throw a little subsidy at them for their child care. She couldn't care less about these people or their kids. I'm going to get elected again. Yep. Look at me. Look what I did for you. Yeah. That's, boy, are we cynical. I think you're, tell me, tell me. You're not. Otherwise. No, that's, that's, that's exactly the game that's being played. Although Grant's in Hermantown. Does that count for him too then? Sure. He's in Hermantown. Yeah, but Grant. he's not running. He's not as adamant about this as she is. He, he oh, just I, and up. she's not running until he, 2026. He, he just hooked up as a Senate co-sponsor. He doesn't run until 2026. John, John, you've been quiet on this, and I, I count on you to pull me back from the ledge. Tell me what I'm missing oh, I here. Think this, I don't think he missed anything. I think Joe hit it right on the money, and the state is so involved right now. How are you going to pay for that? How are you going to pay for the other programs you created this year? How, yeah. how are you going to do that? Well, yeah. and remember, they took $18 billion of our money to create new <laughs> oh, government God. programs. The irony. And that oh, $18 billion has to be replicated every two years. That yeah, is two a, years so that now. That is a one-time theft of $18 billion. No, we got to keep no. that. That's right. $18 billion that has to be produced every two years to but fund the new BS they created. I think, aren't we well on our way? I believe we're well on our way to creating another, uh, another surplus. We well, do. We do have a surplus. We're taxed yeah, too highly. Exactly, but there is a surplus now. But won't it be used up with new programs like the one Joe's been talking Absolutely. about? Well, we've got office staff we need to hire, and you know, there's programs. <laughs> Speaking of hiring, my garage door guy is the whole family-owned business. Had a nice chat with him last night. What a Tom cool Council family! Yeah. Seriously, yes, we got to meet cool. them last Precision night. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin. One guy came up to him. Who had left the city and said, "Well, how far, uh, how far east do you go?" And they said, "Well, about right where we are now." And the guy said, "Damn it, he's in Black River Falls. He drove in for the council meeting." Oh, so he's well, the other way. That's a haul. That's a. They're not going that far. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, can that's you fix my garage door in Michigan? <laughs> yeah. Start your own franchise. Uh, and you would love it if they could. They're hiring garage door technicians, garage door installers, warehouse inventory associates. Great salaries, probably just enough so you could qualify for a child care subsidy at a hundred grand a year. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, they're they're great people. We had a lot of fun with them last night. It was nice of them to be at the town council meeting. They do wonderful work. I've been telling you, uh, put their name in your telephone closet because you need a guy. And with Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin, you get the whole GL family. PrecisionDoorMN.com or call and meet them to see if it's a good fit. It'll be a good fit. I told them last night that I know I've been delinquent on getting you over. Well, you got to do my winter tune-up, so right. I do have to call them. 612-263-6985. Not a garage.
Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Kenny, I met your kid. Big redheaded glute came in there looking for his truck. I can't believe that you have a kid that good looking, that big and strong and handsome. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. And a lot of hair above said, the you neck. You got a beard at least as horse as your old man. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to cut his hair and it's going to be the happiest day of my life. But I am not going to tell him that because you got to, when you're in your 20s, you got to be in your 20s. Yeah, but he can have long hair. He has hair. Part of me is envious and the other part is like, nah, I don't I don't want to deal with all that. That's Remember, you had the curly locks way back. I had very long hair, yeah. so it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, that's too bad. Neil Young, you had long hair, too. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like it going here. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. So, I got a text this morning from our guy Todd at 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. 30bales.com is the website if you want to do some takeout. You know the Scratch Kitchen. It's been a proud supporter of Garage Logic for a number of years. So I said, hey, what should we talk about today? Stages, production. You guys, we were we did a GL show across the street there, yeah, right? Yeah, we've had Wax Hands used to be there all the time. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, they are doing a production of Beauty and the Beast. Mm. It's going to be a massive show at the Hopkins Center of the Arts. It starts tomorrow. So if you want to eat before, then you got to make a reservation because uh, the nights of those shows, I know they're extremely busy at 30 Bales Restaurant. So make your reservations now. They've also got the, Rook, help me, M-I-S-O, miso salmon? Miso, yeah. What is that? It's like a uh, flavor. Okay. Uh, they also have the swordfish Tostada? Miso honey. No, he did not say that. <laughs> okay. Both are excellent dishes, and if you are a fish lover, which I am, I love salmon. I want to try the swordfish. That sounds really good. Um, they've also want me to put this out there that they'd love to host your company happy hour or holiday party. Just give them a call, uh, but continue to support. They've had a lot of jailers step in, so thank you very much for it's supporting. Like Asian. 30%. What? It's like what? Asian. Asian style. Miso. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh. 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. Please tell them the GL podcast sent you. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. It's a traditional Japanese seasoning. Ooh. Thick paste produced by fermenting soybeans with salt and koji. You're Sounds a salmon. good to me. You're a salmon guy. Sounds delicious. Right? Oh, I love salmon. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In the news, thank you, Joe. Uh, this news, by the way, brought to you by North American Banking Company. New federal charges are being filed against more than a dozen accused gang members here in the Twin Cities as part of the Department of Justice's crackdown on violent criminals. The federal-led initiative has been ongoing for the past several months, with the first charges against gang members announced in May and more charges filed in August. This latest batch of charges brings the total number of suspected gang members charged under the strategy to 73. One of the 14 people indicted this week was previously indicted on different charges in September. U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger and several other federal and state and local law enforcement officials discussed the latest charges, which range from racketeering, conspira uh, racketeering conspiracy and fentanyl trafficking to gun charges, kidnapping, assault and carjacking. Luger noted the latest indictment is an expansion of the investigation into gangs and a fentanyl traffic operation by the Highs. 
gang members. That's H-I-G-H-S. And please tell me that they did the old, uh, hey, free Super Bowl tickets. You show up here on Fifth <laughs> Avenue at the barbershop and we got your free Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> But this is our only hope. Thank God the feds are actually doing what, what should be done locally, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and U.S. Drug Administration officials said that, uh, enough fentanyl was brought in here to kill thousands of people, at oh. least 36 guns, and over 220 grand in cash was also seized. Two of the people indicted Wednesday for their suspected role in that operation are from Arizona, and one of the suspects has links to a Mexican drug cartel. Mm-hmm. Do you know that that was a talking point between our president, or excuse me, your guys' president and Xi when he was in town? I did I have that in my news, oh, actually. Oh, sorry, fentanyl overdoses. Yeah. Uh, Governor Tim Walz, St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter, and the Minnesota Wild held a meeting in late October to talk about the possibility of renovating Xcel Energy Center in the near future. No details or cost estimates have been talked about publicly, but the Wild organization told our buddy uh, told our buddies down in Five Eyewitness News that it has sent emails to fans and others asking for their preferences on improving the experience at the Y. I can't imagine. Here comes another sales tax. I can't imagine how it could be improved. Seriously, that place is such an asshole. In my no, words, not. I don't know how people of oh, distinction and class in the can go in there. I don't know how they get could stab sitting in there. Ground was broken the ghetto. It's like the back alley of Moby's downtown Minneapolis. It's a wonderful building. I seriously wonder how you would improve it. It's Ground. wonderful. Ground was broken for the arena back in 1998. It opened in 2000. That wow. cost. About $165 million, most of the money from the state and the city of St. Paul, the remaining $35 million invested by the team owner at the time. Uh, Norm Coleman, you'll remember, was mayor at the time. Uh, he told our buddies down at KSTP the investment then was a good one. And he said any future investment in improvements would be a good investment, too. He said there were critics, there were naysayers about what impact having Excel would have. Well, it's had a tremendous impact. It transformed St. Paul. There were naysayers then, and they were wrong. And if they're naysayers today, they would be wrong. Arnie Carlson was governor when the arena deal was put together. He became a staunch supporter of the project. Uh, But he says things have changed in the past 25 years. He doesn't think taxpayers should pay for renovations when the owners of teams are now making record profits. Carlson said we don't subsidize 3M. We don't subsidize General Mills. Why do we subsidize these owners? Arnie, uh, there's nothing's changed since 1998 when you endorse the stadium. The owners are making as much money then as they are now. Arnie's, Did he have his uh, moth-eaten, hey, uh, moth-eaten uh, gopher, sweater gopher sweater on or some damn thing? <laughs> you know what you have? A topic. Not really. Oh. I just don't know how that. It's a beautiful building. I don't know how you could improve. Well, they've it. they've already done renovations to Target Field, so that doesn't surprise me. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what is what is a weakness of XL Energy. Center? There isn't one. I don't see that. As long as it costs us the taxpayers' money, I'll be happy. Yep. Because I insist on helping them pay for that. Yeah. Do you know that when I went to Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks this past weekend, yeah. I was second in line. I had a really good bartender, Matt Anderson, my brother-in-law. Yeah. The people, the people that were in front of me <laughs> got four busy. drinks. Do you know what the total was? I don't. $60. What? <laughs> what? Were yours free? No, mine were $62. 
Wait, no, you're going to get... Uh... Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> you didn't pay Jack. Yeah, yes. I did. I did pay. I did pay. <laughs> we, uh, you know, Rook, I hate to say this, but last night you were in the in the liquor part, liquor store. Yes. Uh, at the... At, uh, and where uh, I paid Hall. again. Where I paid again. Yeah. Well, yeah, we thought you were looking at cigars. And, and your sister, I won't say which one, looked at me and said, why is he looking at cigars? I looked at her. I said, does he smoke cigars? She said, no. And then she said to me, you know, I really love him, but he is the weirdest human being in the world. I didn't know they sold cigars. They don't sell cigars. It is a, it's in a cigar-like tube, but it is um, sugar cubes for old fashions. That you would drop oh, into. Oh, it get looked it. really I cool. And I was looking at it going, what is this? Oh. It's the first time I've met your sisters. They are Me too. They're awesome. Yeah. You were, they're you were requesting. Well, they're highly they wanted functioning. To meet you. They're, yeah, they're, they really they're are. They're smart. I mean, they run yeah. a great business. They're, they're, they're good. They're good looking. They're good moms. Think your vote doesn't count? Yes. How about this? I don't think it does. <laughs> well, give a listen here. A newly elected Hopkins City Council member won the job by. One vote, oh, according to sweet. data from the Minnesota Secretary of State. There were two openings on the Hopkins City Council before last week's election. Top choice winner won easily. He's Brian Hunky. He got 32.22% of the vote with 1,207 votes. Well, ben Goodland received 885 votes. Aaron Kuznia received 884 votes making Goodland a first-time council member in Hopkins. Four years ago, Kuznia also ran for the council and lost by just seven votes. Uh, this time, he's asking for a recount. Goodland, on the other hand, lost a council race by 200 votes two years ago. Uh, Goodland and Kuznia noted that they trust the recount system. Goodland says he emphasizes with ah. his opponent <laughs> because of his own history with close elections. The recount is scheduled for Monday at the Hopkins Fire Station. Officials say the public is welcome to attend and see what happens. If I lost by one vote, I would demand mm -hmm. that there be no recount. I'd be so relieved that I didn't win <laughs> that I'd say congratulations. You guys were wondering aloud how they could possibly improve the XL Energy Center, and town council member Hans says, move it out of St. Paul. Wow. Oof. Is there any way they could move it closer to Joe's house? <laughs> Why don't we? They uh, could, but I'd you... still cross the river twice to get, get there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we take a break here and uh, see what our friend, uh, the weirdest man in the world, rookie. Thank you, Teresa, it. for saying that. Uh, I will say, which one. I, know, I know exactly which one because <laughs> Teresa wouldn't say that. Maria would be a little more nice about it. Teresa would just, she blurt, she, she'll tell you like hey, it is. do your ad. That's right. Things are heating up, man. On uh, Give to the Max Day. I'd well, like to contribute. It's that time of year. What are you going to do? Heat up your mountaintop, okay? <laughs> Rick Welter has given me Heating a white Heating up your mountaintop? I don't know what that means, but I couldn't find a rhyme. It's like Didn't when you crawled the water. Yes. Here's the deal. Uh, Rick Welter and the entire Welter family have asked me to just talk about 
play for Patrick and Second Stork on Give to the Max Day. Their family over the last 100 years and four generations, I'm sure, have been involved in many different charities. Well, on Garage Logic, they know that these are two big-time charities for us, and it's Give to the Max Day. So play for Patrick, Second Stork. I don't care which one or both or how much or how little. Both of these organizations are smaller that can stretch a dollar a mile. And I'm not kidding. I've seen both these places in action. So go to uh, secondstork.org if you want to check them out or go give to the Max Day. Play for Patrick has been up here on the Give to the MN, and I'm looking at the number here, and GLers have been very generous on that one. So I'm really happy about that. All right, I'm going to give you the uh, Welter sign here. Welter, the family, is fantastic, and their telephone number is, they're online at welterheating.com, or you can go ahead and give them a buzz where a person is going to actually answer the telephone, and that number is 612 825 6867-5960. Welterheating.com. Thanks, Rick. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. In other news, in the Mideast, Israel said its forces were conducting a precise operation against Hamas in a specific area of the Al-Shifa medical complex with the intent that no harm is caused to civilians that are being used by Hamas as human shields. The Israeli Defense Forces said the incursion is based on intelligence information and an operational necessity. The military further reported locating a Hamas training encampment containing tunnel shafts, classrooms, intelligence materials, and weapons. The head of the World Health Organization Meanwhile, condemning that incursion as, quote, totally unacceptable, noting the situation at the Al-Shifa hospital has grown increasingly dire and that a ceasefire is necessary to preserve civilian lives. Meanwhile, President Biden yesterday reiterating the only lasting answer to the Israeli-Hamas conflict is a two-state solution, but ongoing Israeli action in the Gaza Strip is justified, he said, given that Hamas has said publicly it plans to attack Israel. Again, did you guys see the viral video that surfaced yesterday? A Muslim woman who lives in Israel celebrated the Hamas attack on social media. The police repeat her statement and the decision to, to deport her back to Gaza, and you get her reaction on the video. It's gut wrenching, but you also say, "Well, what do you expect?" Sorry, when you have sympathy for those people. I've got more important news. Oh. Snoop Dogg is giving up weed. I saw that also, yeah. but I wasn't sure if it was real. What's he giving turning up to? The dope. What's he turning to? I don't know. Edibles. No. Right. Gummies. Uh, Gummies. Snoop, Snoop, come here. Let me hey, show you what gummies. How does a red one taste like? I got to and I started choking. <laughs> Police said they evacuated the area around the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee in Washington last night after making arrests at a chaotic pro-Palestinian rally. U.S. Capitol Police said on X that a large group of illegal protesters cleared out, but USCP officers stayed on the scene out of an abundance of caution. They put the number of demonstrators at about 150 and said they were violently protesting. Six officers were treated for injuries as a result of the demonstration, and one person was arrested and accused of assault on an officer, according to Capitol Police. The police also said in a separate notice to reporters they had restricted entry and exit to nearby house office buildings. 
if not now, a group that describes itself as American Jews organizing our community and U.S. support for Israel's apartheid system disputed the police's characterization of the protest. They said they were part of the protest and said the officers were being violent toward them, saying they merely locked arms and blocked doors until police became violent. Backlash from uh, some comments Elon Musk made on X that he probably shouldn't have. Uh-oh. Post on X said that Jewish communities, quote, have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they're seeing. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest bleep now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. Musk replied to the tweet stating, you have said the actual truth. Well, critics immediately attacking Musk, pointing out his saying, Jews are getting what they deserve as a common element of neo-Nazi arguments against the Jewish faith. And they pointed out it's the same theory. The white supremacist shooter at the Pittsburgh Tree of Life synagogue followed. He shot 11 people and killed them. Musk has been criticized by the Israeli government in the past for what they see as anti-Semitic arguments. And he has a running battle going on X with the Anti-Defamation League. world was a better place without Twitter. Ending the threat of a government showdown until after the holidays, Congress gave final approval to a temporary government funding package that pushes a confrontation over the federal budget into the new year. The Senate met late into the evening last night to pass the bill and send it to President Biden for his signature one day after it passed the House on an overwhelming bipartisan vote. Uh, Other news about uh, Congress, if you didn't hear, embattled Representative George Santos said this morning... He will not seek re-election in 2024. (laughs) After the House Ethics Committee released a scathing report that concluded there is substantial evidence he violated federal criminal laws, including using his own campaign funds for personal purposes and filing false campaign reports. Santos said in a statement, I will continue on my mission to serve my constituents up until I am allowed. I will, however, not be seeking re-election for a second term. In its report, the Ethics Subcommittee, tasked with investigating Santos, found a complex web of unlawful activity involving Santos's campaign, personal and business finances. Uh, and something we talked about last week that was new to some folks, uh, some of the money that he spent personally that he wasn't supposed to went to only fans. I'd like you to know, John, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm sorry, uh, I don't mind. Any news there about the... I don't uh, any news there about the corrupt Biden family, or are we just going to let that one slide? You mean the one where they said last week the Republicans they had no evidence to charge him with anything? That one, that, is that what we're talking about? Remember when Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, said we just don't we don't have any have any evidence? Then? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Joe Biden, though, <laughs> Xi Jinping, can he? He's like some of our listeners. See, they don't want the news; they want, you know. I don't, I want both sides of the story. Yeah, you, you just got them. How do you do that uh, thing where you uh, uh, tag the end of a tweet Jesus. to make it at Garage Logic? Chris, I appreciate you listening. I, I'm here. I don't care you know about what? the news. I'll, I'll help John. you. I'll help you if you can tell me what John's last I story. No idea. <laughs> no clue. I just no thought clue. of a good tweet okay, that's, gar- you, that, that's centered on the show. Okay, then I'll let it get away. The at you? symbol. Do the at symbol. And then if you just start to type GL, it should pop up and then just tap it. Hey, no. Uh, <laughs> God bless <laughs> you. Tap that G. We uh, we pretty much peaked last night at Tattersall. I just thought of something. In Minnesota, 
every day is give to the max day. That's pretty clever. At GL Podcast. Yeah, I just posted that. All right, We're then. always giving. In, uh, we could, we know, could, we could be subsidizing daycare mm-hmm. now for people yeah. who make over hundred grand a year. You Speaking know, of that, um, play for Patrick's at three thousand nine hundred five dollars. Right. Nice, jumping up four grand. Cool, yeah, jumping up. Uh, in, in other news, Joe Biden <laughs> and Xi Jinping met for the first time in over a year for high stakes talks on Wednesday to try and bury the hatchet amid dangerously escalating tensions between Washington and Beijing. The two leaders met for four hours at a historic home outside of San Francisco. The encounter began with a warm, double-clasped handshake and a declaration by Xi that the world is big enough for both countries. Xi agreed to take steps to curtail the supply of chemicals being used to make fentanyl. Uh, China also agreed to create mechanisms to improve communication between military leaders. Biden praised the meeting afterward. Uh, He did make a comment that uh, caused some issues. Asked if Z was a dictator, he replied, look, he is. He's a dictator in the sense he's a guy who runs a country that is a communist country. It's based on a form of government different than ours. Well, that drew a Not response. Not much quickly. different, really. Do a response quickly for, well, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah not <laughs> much. count that as a joke. All right. The response, China's foreign ministry said it strongly opposes the remarks without mentioning Biden by name. John, Joe, you know, there's, there's a TV channel. No, no, channel. I got one more. I got right. one more. Joe, there's a TV channel that shows nothing but Rockford Files. I'm very aware of it. It's called Get TV. Get now get G I T. Now get G E T. John, we got to get called going here. Crime. Okay, let me crime. do. Let me do this one more story here, because because I'm interested. I I'm wish you would. Uh, just announced the best of all worlds tour, oh. being touted as uh, somewhat of a tribute to Van Halen, along with other tunes. The musicians, second Van Halen singer Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Original Van Halen bassist Michael Anthony. Yeah. Guitar hero Joe Satriani. Mm-hmm. Those three, those three boogie? actually, the Sach Boogie, that's him. Yeah, those three have actually played together before. You might remember the band Chicken Foot, yes. uh, but they didn't. They would not play any Van Halen songs uh, during that uh, those tours. Yeah. But they will be joined now by drummer Jason Bonham. We know Jason, the son oh, of former Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham, a guy who's drummed with a multitude of rock royalty over the past twenty years. If it's the kind of thing you'd like to see. Well, they have no stops posted near us. Twenty-four shows announced so far, anyway, and uh, who knows? They might add. What are they? That. They're just a cover band. A bunch of has-been nobodies get together and well, cover not, songs from bands they I, wish they were. Until in. you said has-been nobodies, I agreed with you. But yeah, they are basically a cover band. But they're they're all very good musicians. Did you guys talk to Tim Bloom last night for Miko? I didn't. Get I did the not. I took Tim his was card. There. Tim he's was picking there. up the. He's going to pick up the. Um, I'm going to have him store it this year. Well, you're a little late because uh, the weather's turning. We're running out of the scooter and electric bike season. We're dovetailing right into the winter season. He has some Yamaha snowmobiles left in stock and great snow-moving equipment. Mm. Great snow-moving equipment at EcoFun Motorsports. Snowplow and snowblower deals, uh, universal fit snowplows, ATVs to use the snowplows. Uh, just great, great recreational equipment. And uh, all designed now for the winter months, even though all the scooters are still there, all the electric bikes are still there, all the youth recreational equipment is still there, all the helmets and apparel. Are st- it's 65 degrees today. I'm seeing a lot of two-wheeled vehicles out on the roads today. Mm-hmm. And uh, at EcoFun, they'll take care of your two-wheel vehicle and get you ready for snow. EcoFun Motorsports uh, in Forest Lake, Highway 97, immediately west 
of 35, a brand new building with a great big parking lot to test stuff out in. And in Burnsville on the Service Road of Life near County Road 42, and a great website at ecofunmotorsports.com. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in. I just had that. Truth, justice, and the souterrain. We've been mentioning it throughout the show. It is Give to the Max Day, and GL is getting behind the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation, as Kenny mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, sadly, Patrick passed away from sudden cardiac arrest in November of 2014 at the age of just 14 years oh. old. He had two undetected heart defects that caused his death, and the Schoonover family has gone on to create the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation to help identify heart defects in kids ages 14 to 24. The foundation provides free Play for Patrick heart screens that include family health history, blood pressure, height, weight, EKG, echocardiogram, and physician consultation to review results. The foundation also teaches hands-only CPR and AED awareness and donates AEDs to host schools to help provide <coughs> critical funds for this outstanding charity. Please visit garagelogic.com and click on the GLers for Patrick banner. Uh, go ahead, Kenny. That was very mechanical and lacking passion. Um, I, I, let wow. me Called put this out. in human terms, GLers. I know where you live. I've driven past your house in Minnetonka and uh, Edina. And unless you want me sitting in your front yard drinking Blatt's beer and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and farting and having my hillbilly Saying friends over, yeah. burning tires in your front yard, you should, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe consider donating. We want to hit $5,000 by day's end. It's 4005 uh, right now. We can do it. And, and, I mean, anything to keep me out of your front yard, because seriously, I know what you drive. I know where you live. I know what your bank account looks like. You need a tax write-off. Uh, write that check. Click on Donate. Playforpatrick.org. That's why I just made my donation. I don't need him showing up at my house. Only because they come to us all the way from, yes, Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Linemans at WorldwideWafties.com. It was on this day. November 16. 1854. The high school department of what is now Hamlin University opened for business in? Red Wing. Named for Leonidas L. Hamlin. A Methodist bishop. The school suspends operations in 1869 and reopened in St. Paul in 1880, but its original founding date makes it the oldest college in the state. On this day, November 16, in 1881, Faribault hangs its first street signs. That's right. Wait, I bet it started with first. On this May. day in 1883, uh, November 16th. the steamer Manistee sunk in Lake Superior. It Oof. had left Duluth on November 10th, but a gale Ooh. had driven it into the port of Bayfield. Oh, Cap yeah. Captain John, John McKay tried to force passage on, on this, this night, night. And 23 of the sailors aboard are never seen again. A lifeboat carrying three survivors washes ashore a few days later. On this day in 1939, 1-1-1-6. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Pierce Butler died in Washington, D.C. Born near Northfield, Minnesota on Mar... 
March 17th, 1866. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mar, huh? Butler was a, a, a conservative judge who, who opposed, opposed many of President Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal programs. Butler was the final just this to pass the bar exam after studying with an attorney. Rather than attending a law school, he served as lawyer for Ramsey County and as regent for the University of Minnesota before President Warren G. Harding appointed him to the high court in 1922. Just hit the east side. And finally, on this day, in two, we have the Pierce-Butler route, which is exactly where light rail should have gone. That would have made more sense. On this day in 2009. Uh, November 16th. The first commuter rail train in Minnesota carried passengers from Big Lake to downtown (laughs) Minneapolis. The North Star Rail Line cost $320 million and is funded by By the the federal federal and state governments. The regional trail authorities for Anoka, Hennepin, and Shirt. Shirt? No, Sherburn counties. The Metropolitan Council. And the Minnesota Twins. All Holy right. crap! That was fourteen years ago. That's it was the right. day after uh, the same thing. Day after deer hunting, I was on that. Yeah, because I had to fill in yeah. for you. That's right. Thank yeah. you, GLers, Man. and thank you, town council members, for last night. It was wonderful. It was a great time. And if you are it's listening great, to the show, just great time. Great time. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Bennett. If you, uh, yeah, love being here tonight. Thank you. Uh, it was a fun time last night. And if you don't know what we're talking about, that means you're not a town council member. You should be a town council member. You get pre-show access, post-show access, in between the breaks, and special events that are a lot of fun to attend. Go to garagelogic.com and sign up for the council. I forgot. Uh, I have maple syrup for all you guys. Oh. Problem is, it's at my house. Oh, yeah. Well, that, you know, Shoot. that's a logistics problem. You have to think of us more often. When somebody leaves you a bottle of booze, you got to get it over here right away. Maple syrup. No, I don't want that. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I didn't want that. I, I love that stuff. It was it's fantastic. It's the real stuff. So garagelogic.com for the council. And don't forget, play for Patrick. Go to our website, garagelogic.com, and donate, donate, donate. Don't eat. Don't eat. Time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and he is there for you for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic and Josh a simple question are you heading to Vegas this weekend I'm not going to Vegas but there are a lot of people going to Vegas this weekend Chris maybe not just to watch football but to watch Formula One racing. It is going to be a big, big weekend in Vegas. Typically, the weekend before Thanksgiving is a dead weekend in Vegas. Not this weekend. High-end spenders are coming to Vegas and have been planning on coming to Vegas for the Formula One race. And this is not going to be a one-off. This should be an annual event for Formula One. Formula One has proved to be one of the big-time worldwide 
worldwide. I can't say participation sports, but a sport with plenty of sponsors and plenty of attendees and plenty of interest. This particular weekend is going to generate an additional 5% of revenue for the major players in Vegas, Win Resorts. Caesars and MGM it may have a little spillover effect to some of my other favorite uh, names in the space, including DraftKings and Flutter that owns FanDuel. Betting is going to be, well, I don't know how you'd bet on that, but sure, there's plenty of betting and opportunities to bet on this race. The uh, Formula One Series race driver, I think, has already won one in the points. A direct participation in Formula One comes through Liberty Media's Formula One ownership, market symbol F-W-O-N-A. The stock has not done a lot. Most of the revenue for that is going to come from admissions and advertising and or sponsorship. But there are plenty of other ways that you can look at this. Red Bull has a race team that has been highly successful. Then there are the car companies. And as I've mentioned before, I'm not a car company owner, but Mercedes is big in Formula One as well. So they have a huge team. And then, of course, you've got a very hot stock, Ferrari, market symbol R-A-C-E. They have reported on a consistent basis, better than expected numbers, and race has a long waiting list. I think race, that being Ferrari, is listed more as a premium and or luxury brand, and that gives it a little more cachet with that. Of course, these stocks are not necessarily for short-term investors, and like all stocks, they are going to, to fluctuate. But that'll give you a little view or a way that you, too, can have a taste of Formula One, whether or not you go to Vegas. And speaking of going to Vegas, it looks like the MLB has approved the sale of the athletics or the move for the athletics from Oakland to Vegas. And that means that another former California-based team is moving to a new location and a new stadium, and that could produce some more money. That's definitely Moneyball. Very good, Mr. Money Talk, once again. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You got it. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.